Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, so, today's episode, I just finished recording. And then my laptop shut down. So I'm redoing this. Again. So, I'm going to try and give as much detail as possible. I got my cry out in the last one, so hopefully I won't cry again. So yeah, let's just get into it. So today I'm talking about a terrorist attack that I unfortunately experienced on the 12th of November. But I want to just start off by setting the scene, okay? So my dad had been working in Istanbul for about two weeks. It wasn't long, but I decided I wanted to go up and visit him. So for the weekend he was coming back Sunday so I went there Friday and just I was gonna fly up with him on Sunday so I land there about 4 5 a.m on Friday my dad's supposed to land at about 3 p.m that day but his train ride was delayed by a few hours therefore he missed his flight and then had to get on a different flight which resulted in him arriving at 9 p.m so I had a very long time by myself in the city, which is fine. I enjoyed it. I went shopping, I ate some food, had Starbucks, had a nap. Just had a really good time. I had a very fun time. My dad arrives and we go to this pub that I am very familiar with. We go there every single time that I am in Istanbul. And to get there, we walked down a street called Istikal Street. Now, keep that name in mind. So then, that's Friday. Saturday, we do some sightseeing. We just kind of walk around and have some food. Just like kind of a chill day. And then the Sunday we decided was going to be our shopping day. So Sunday we wake up, we go do some shopping on East Cloud Street. Was that first? I think that was first. Or was that second? I don't know. We shopped there. That might have been the night before as well. And then we decide we are going to go to the market. We go to the market. We come back. We walk down Istikal Street because that's the street we take to get to our hotel from the Taksim train station which is at the top of Istikal Street. So oh, I get such bad anxiety talking about this. We walk down the street, we get to our hotel and we decide, we like this was just to put our bags down, we were leaving for a mall immediately after. And we decided we were going to try and try out a different train station, basically, because our feet were really sore. This decision, I think, could have saved our lives. By the way, we had just missed the explosion that went off. So we get to the mall. 
and we get a call from this lady that's been organizing our transport. Now, she calls us and asks us, asks us if we are okay. And we don't think anything about it because she's been checking up on us like every single hour. Are we okay? How was our ride? Do we get there? Do we need anything? You know, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, yeah, we're great. How are you? And she's like, no, you're like, how are you? Like, are you safe? There's been a bomb. So we, I immediately freak out. I start crying hysterically because earlier that day I had this like split second thought where I was like, what if there was a terrorist attack? What the fuck? Anyway. So I freak out and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. And I'm also freaking out because I know that everyone is fleeing that area and I'm going to have to go into it to get to my hotel. So we decide, okay, let's just leave the mall and try and get back to a hotel as soon as we can. We get on the train and as we're getting closer to our stop, each stop, everyone starts looking a bit more distressed. And like the one just before everyone seems like calm, the one of everyone's freaked out. And then our one people are like crying hysterically, like trying to get away from the area. So, we get out from our train station, and everyone's running into the train station and running away from the area we are supposed to be going to. My dad's like, oh, they're probably just late for their train. And I was like, Dad, do you think people are hysterically crying because they think they're going to miss their train and there's another train coming in five minutes? I, I don't think that that's the case, but anyway. So we start walking up and this guy stops us and he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And we're like, um, I'm trying to get out to hotel. What about you? And he's like, no, people are shooting. Now listen, do I think people were really shooting? No, not at all. But at that moment, I was in a shooting. I was in the middle of a shooting. That's what I, that's what I heard. So that's what my body was trying to respond to so I am freaking out my heart rate has not gone down past 130 for about six hours <laughs> so we flee we start running I'm crying 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 people are crying their children are screaming in fear and they are just like bodies everywhere This is the part where I like get emotional, but I'm trying not to because I got emotional in the last time I filmed it. There's like bodies lying on the floor. The three-year-old child is dead. The pram is like tilted over and her bottle is like lying. Wait, I should probably give a little disclaimer. A huge disclaimer. You're probably not gonna be able to handle this. Her bottle lying on the floor. There's a body with no head, like completely decapitated head. And there's an arm here and a leg there and a torso there. And then a body that someone's still alive but can barely move. And then I, I remember so vividly, there was a pair of legs that were still in the walking position, but just a pair of legs. So the person must have been exploded and the legs just fall over in still their walking position. It was the 
most traumatic scene I've ever seen in my entire life. And there's just blood and guts and bits and pieces just everywhere. It was the most traumatizing thing I think I've ever experienced. And I, I would not wish it upon anyone I know. It was truly like absolutely terrifying. So we flee the area, right? And there are hundreds of people trying to cross this bridge. And I'm like thinking, no. If they're trying to redirect us somewhere, it's working. So we stop off at this mosque. Mosque? Mosque. <laughs> and it's quite deserted. So I'm thinking like, okay, I feel like right now, safety in numbers is not a thing. Like, I feel like they would attack, they wouldn't attack three people, they'd attack 300 people, you know, like something like that, but that's what my brains say. So, um, we sit there for a few hours, and eventually it starts getting dark, and my dad's like, we need to go back to the hotel. But keeping in mind, there are just police cars up and down, hundreds of ambulances going back and forth, like, you all the sirens combined then there's like a police helicopter flying over and there's fighter jets like flying into this like the clouds and stuff it was it was like it felt like such a war zone it was so scary so while that's happening my dad's like let's go back to the hotel and i'm like oh, clearly clearly it's not safe yet but anyway, he's like, no, we have to get to the airport because our flight was that night anyway. Well, it was two in the morning, but you get the point. But we were like, let's get to the airport as soon as we can. So we start walking up to our hotel and we get to like just around the corner of our hotel. And the police stop us. There's like tape and the police like, no, you can't go here. It's not safe. So we're like, oh, but we, we just need to get to a hotel. It's like right here. So they were like, no, um, this dog, this neighbor's dog decides to bark at the worst times. Ignore that. Anyway, so he goes, no, we found a suspicious package. So I'm like, oh shit, okay. Well, you know, how long do you think it's gonna take? And they're like, we have no idea. So we're like, okay. They were very helpful though, where they were like, this is a precaution, like trying to calm me down. They could clearly see like this bitch is stressed out. So I'm like, okay, I go sit on the pavement for a while. And then it's like, no, we've really got to get there. Like we've got to get our stuff and go to the airport and stuff. So we go back, like, how is it looking? Like, is there any way we can get to a hotel? And they said, listen, we cannot, we are not allowed to let you through. They said, however, if you go around, they like gave us directions. They're like, if it's open there, they've been given the the green flag and you can get to your hotel. So we say, okay, cool. As we walk away, we hear this massive bomb go off. And it was so scary. Like the place just went silent for a second. I was like, <gasps> and it went silent. And I was like, what was that? And now my dad works I don't like to disclose what my parents do, but basically he's heard a bomb go off before. Uh, a bomb being detonated. So basically this bomb was detonated. Um, this is a story I heard, so I can't say it's 100% accurate, but this is from my side. 
what I was more experiencing rather than the facts. Also, at one point, they were saying, like, oh, it was a gas explosion. Oh, it was a... Why do my neighbors choose the worst times to make it so much noise? Anyway. So, I get a message from my mom saying, confirm terrorist attack. So, when I hear the second one go off, I am freaked out. I'm like, oh, my God, there, there are terrorists running rampant here. Rampant? Rampant. So they had to detonate the second bomb that was taken into a hotel right next to my hotel. So as you can tell, I mean, as you can imagine, I am not okay. Like, I am traumatized at this point. Anyway, so we walk around, it's open, we go to our hotel. I chow down an anxiety pill, half a one, because if I took a full one, I would have fallen asleep right there and then. Like, even though it was traumatizing, because they knocked me out. So... I, we have to wait there for like a few hours because cars aren't allowed in and out. But finally our, our car gets there and they pick us up and the lady that called us is there and she's like, wow, what a day. And then she says, the, they gagged the media. So now if you don't know what gagging the media means, basically no one can use social media, no one can post anything or anything. And I think the government does it. I don't know too much about it myself. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's kind of like in your own opinion, but that's what that's what happened. Whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, that's what happened. But I think I could access it because I was on a South African SIM card. I just bought Turkish data, if that makes sense. Oh, jeez. My whole arm cracked. So I think that's why I could access social media. I don't know if it was properly gagged, but that's what we were told anyway. So we get to the airport and I'm on high alert here. And there are two people at separate occasions left their bags in the middle of nowhere and I was I like ran to security and I was like, this is a fucking bag, like I'm scared, like you know what happened earlier and they're like, Okay, God I'm fucked up on this. So I'm like super paranoid. And then I'm like, once I'm in Cape Town, I'm going to feel fine. Like, I'm going to feel fine once I'm in Cape Town. Get on the plane. And I take another half of an anxiety pull because I was like, I am so scared to get on this plane. What if there's something on this plane? Take it. I'm out cold. Then we arrive in Cape Town. And immediately I'm like, I don't feel safe. Like, what if something happens here? So this whole like, oh, once I'm in Cape Town, I'll be fine thing out the window complete bs from my side and since then i've been like struggling with my anxiety for sure like i have really bad anxiety every single day and like really bad flashbacks to the point where like when i what before i had flashbacks myself i thought flashbacks were like you just thought of it for a split second like that sounds dumb but like that's what i thought they were then I realized, no, it almost feels like you're hallucinating, but you're obviously not. But like, it's like, I can picture like a dead body in front of me right now. And it's so scary that I know what that looks like. But like, I can see a bomb go off right now. Like, I can envision it so clearly where it's like, it's almost in front of me. And like, I can't watch, like, I used to watch The Walking Dead, I can't watch it. The Walking Dead is so realistic. Like, it looked like a Walking Dead, like, scene. 
was taking place when I was there. Like, it's so accurate. So I'm not, I'm not even, I'm watching, I was watching Family Guy and they, like, exploded a bomb. I couldn't watch it. I can't watch stuff like that. And when, like, a door slams shut, I start hysterically crying and shaking and just, just not doing good. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, really on edge. Um, and it has taught, like, I feel like I have some different views since it happened to me. Um, I realized, like, who my real friends are, because while it was happening, I was sending goodbye messages to everyone. That's, that's literally, like, where I was at. I thought I was going to die. I was sending goodbye messages. I was calling my mom, telling her I love her. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm never going to see you again. Like, I wish I could hug you for one, like, one last time. It was, it was really, like, that bad. Like, I don't, like, I don't think I explained that well, like, how terrifying it was. But it's, it's hard for me to relive. But, um, some of my friends just read the messages and didn't reply. And still have not replied to this day. So, I'm like, it's definitely showed me who my real friends were. Which is quite sad. But I guess I needed to find out. It's just sucky that this is the way it had to happen. And then, um, I've realized how precious life is. And I know that's, like, so, like, you don't realize how precious life is until it's taken away from you. Like, I know it sounds like that, but, like, it's so true. It's so true. You never know when it's going to be your last day on Earth. And that is so scary. That is so, so scary. And that's what gives me the most anxiety, I think. I'm like, but I could die today. Like, and I get like a little, like, hot, like my head's a little warm. And I'm like, I, I'm dead. Like, I'm dying today. So there's definitely that aspect. Um, but it's also just taught me that, like, I suffer from, okay, before this, I suffer from severe anxiety and depression. Like, diagnosed. I'm not just, like, making it up. And I, it's taught me how much I don't want to die. And I know that sounds so, like, I don't want to die. Like, it's so the opposite of, like, oh, my God, like, I want to die. Uh, I'm so depressed, uh, you know? But, like, it's so true. Like, I, I didn't realise how much I didn't want to die. Because some days I'd be, like, so depressed where I'm, like, I'd rather just die than, like, live to see another day. Well, duh, that's why I want to die. But anyway. Um, and then, in the moment, I was praying. I was, like, because I'm not religious, but I was, like, please, if there's anything out there, like, keep me alive. Like, I do not want to die. I want to live for the, like, I don't want to ever die. Like, please. And I think that's, like, in a big anxiety that I'm dealing with now as well, where it's, like, at some point I am going to die. And that freaks me out so much. But, yeah, I just, it's just crazy. So, it's definitely taught me those things. But, like, I, I don't want to, like, like, I'm shedding light on that. Because I'm trying not to focus on the bad, if that makes sense. Because there is so much bad that has come out of this. That I'd rather just like to be like, hey, you know what? At least it taught me to appreciate life. And it's also taught me, like, like I suffer. I, I hate my body. Like, I still do. But, like, 
it taught me, I was like, I would rather be alive in any body, no matter what shape, size, anything, than be dead. I would rather be alive. Um, I obviously still battle with body, like, it, this isn't going to take all my other life problems away, like, feeling like I need, like, should have more money and stuff like that. Like, it's not going to take it away, but it definitely taught me, like, I don't care. I live a great life. I have a roof over my head. I've got a body that takes me from, like, that takes me nice places and doesn't fail on me, touch wood, you know, like, but I just, yeah, it just takes me places, and I, I have a car that takes me from point A to point B, like, I don't need it to be a fucking Porsche, like, you know, and I'm trying to, like, remind myself about that. And I've definitely, like, since the attack, I've been like, I don't need to have the most expensive things. I don't need to have the nicest clothes or have the prettiest face or the perfect body. Like, I, I'm alive. I'm alive and that's all that matters. So it's definitely taught me that. But yeah. That's just kind of some of the stuff that... Afterwards that I've experienced... Um, but I've been, I've, my anxiety has just been so bad, hey, like, it's been insane, and I'm supposed to travel in January, but I don't know if I can do it, but I want to, but I'll obviously keep you updated about that, but yeah, anyway, that's all I have to say for today's episode, sorry it was so short, I did film like a 45 minute one that got deleted, so hopefully this one doesn't get deleted, otherwise I'm quitting podcasts forever. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and thank you for supporting me and people that do know what happened, thank you for reaching out to me if you have reached out to me. I have had the most amazing support system from people I know, people I don't know, people I kind of know. It's just been, I've, I've really been filled with a lot of love, so I just want to say thank you so much for that as well. But yeah. I will try and post more consistently, I swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll see you in the next one. Okay, bye!